1: welcome to your partner in success radio I'm your host Denise Griffiths and this podcast is ranked in the top 2% of the most popular podcasts in the world and honestly it's all because of my truly incredible guests and I am honored and blessed to share time with people who are at the top of their game and they come on the show willing to help you get to where you want to be in life and in business these are not people who hold back their goal is to share with us the essence of peak performance and today I'm really excited. We are talking mom entrepreneurs with my guest Jill Salzman. And CNN Money calls Jill a mommy mogul. MSN Live says she's a cool mom entrepreneur we love. Forbes rated her a top 100 champion small business influencer and voted the founding moms one of the top 10 websites for entrepreneurs. I'm a web developer. That kind of stuff always excites me. So Jill turns the mundane into inspiration, and she transforms the impossible into the achievable. Through defying expectations and breaking the rules, she succeeds in inspiring entrepreneurs to figure out what works for them by using meaningful action to create positive results. And Jill is also the author of the best business book in the world, according to her mom. This is according to my mom, but I'm paraphrasing. And the Amazon bestseller found it, Guide for Mom Entrepreneurs. She has shared the, st- the speaker stage with Richard Branson, Sheryl Sandberg, Damon John, Mary Lou Henner, Desmond Tutu, among others, and professed her love of Eddie Vedder. I'm probably going to tell you, I'm just going to say I don't know who he is, but I'm going to ask in her TEDx talk on 111111. 11, 11. And she hosts the top-rated entertaining business podcast why are we shouting? A question that she asks herself daily. Jill, I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome I'm so to the honored to be message. here.
0: <laughs> I thank was, you. I just said the word
1: that out of my mouth. I was just <laughs> going to say, I'm honored to have you here today.
0: I am so honored to be here. And I have to tell you, you're my favorite radio voice of all time. Oh, thank yeah, you. It's the most soothing. Thank you so much for having it. <laughs> and <laughs> I appreciate that because...
1: Right now, I'm battling a coughing fit. I'm drinking throat coat
0: tea and hoping I don't sound terrible. Oh, you just made you really my day. Do. Thank you. I'm so glad. Although I already have a bone to pick with you, that I don't know who Eddie Vedder is. Don't do what now? You don't know who Eddie Vedder is. I'm gonna have to
1: ask. Have I ever... don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Ever... Who is he? <laughs> okay, you're, you're breaking up <laughs> real bad. So oh, well,
0: tell I me don't again. Know he is the lead singer of the Pearl Jam. Have you heard of that band?
1: I couldn't hear you. I'm so sorry. We, You are breaking up. and
0: Okay, one more time.
1: Try it again.
0: Oh, I'm asking if you have ever heard of the band Pearl Jam.
1: Jill, I still can't hear you. I'm so sorry.
0: That's um, okay. I'm going to come on oh, back. there you in are. One sec. I'm here. Radio. Yeah, you just
1: me yell me into me the me microphone. Excellent. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch hold on one second. Yeah, I'm going to try to bring you in on another line. Hang on. Okay, so while we're waiting for her to get back in, you know, I love the internet. I'm convinced that the internet was created for me and I share it with the world. It's mine, mine, mine. But you know these things happen, and because we are broadcasting live, things can happen. You just never know what's going to how it's going to turn out. So, she's back. Can you hear me now, Jill? I sure can. Can you hear me? Much better, much 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 better. So okay, educate so me who? That. Yes, oh, it's not you. <laughs> it's the internet. Uh, I know. Let's go, Eddie Vedder. I have no clue. I probably should have gone to look him up. I don't have a clue.
0: Well, if you know of the band Pearl Jam, does that ring a bell? That does, yeah. Okay, good. He was the lead singer of the band, so it's no biggie. But because of my deep love and passion for him, I was a little upset that he didn't know who he was. It's okay now. We fixed it.
1: Aw. I'm I'm not getting a Christmas (laughs) card from you, am I?
0: You, Did I you just have ruin it? It's gonna have Eddie Better, you know, it's going to have Eddie Vedder <laughs> all over it.
1: Of yeah. course, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to have to go do a deep dive into Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder. <laughs> so that's going to take most of my day, and I won't get anything done at all. But you're welcome. <laughs> so tell people who you are and why why you're a, a mommy entrepreneur. I mean, when I read that and when I read about you and we had our pre-interview, I was like, oh, my gosh, that is amazing. And it's not that I think that women are underrepresented. I really don't. I think we all show up in our own way at our own time. But you have found a way to just really help women do what they do best. I think is amazing.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I... Don't, uh, I don't really know if the mom entrepreneur sector is represented well enough. I believe that's why I've built the global community that I have. So I started back in 2010 when I launched a very small meetup. I was just inviting folks on the Internet to come and have coffee with me and tell me how they were building their businesses while they were raising babies, because I had just given birth to my second baby. I was running two completely unrelated businesses, and I thought, how do people do this? This sounds crazy. I'm not seeing any representation in the media. I'm going to lots of women in business meetings, and no one is mentioning the fact that they have kids. So I thought, where, where is everybody? <laughs> so I invited folks to a meetup. I thought it was going to be five of us. I thought we were going to sit around the table and vent about, you know, how do you take a sales call when you have to change a diaper? How do you grow your sales if you have to put a baby down for nap time? Lo and behold, there were about 20 of us who showed up to that first meeting. We decided to do it again. And that was now almost 13 years ago. And I discovered slowly but surely there are women raising families and growing businesses and trying to figure it all out all over the world who are doing it and need one another to build a business. So I run an organization called The Founding Moms that helps mom entrepreneurs to build their businesses. And we focus a lot on marketing, branding, sales. We don't really talk about our babies. (laughs) We pretend they don't exist for the time that we're together. But, uh, but we all understand the crazy of doing it all at the same time and really trying to be, not only trying to be profitable with our companies, but to be taken seriously by other people. Because when everyone hears the mom label, it kind of, you know, it gives that cartoony sound the womp, womp. It just, it doesn't do well by us yet for a lot of societal reasons I won't get into yet.
1: Listen, I understand what you're saying. Look, I have a, a computer science degree that nobody cares about. I got it in 2000, 2001. Mm. I can't remember now. I was really the only, you know, female that graduated. That tells you everything you need to know, right there. Nobody took that me. That sure here. does. Was, Congratulations. No, and, well, the more they mocked me, the matter I got. So Aww. I made it. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you just, I
0: mean, don't one, tell me I can't of the do few. something. Right, exactly, exactly. I said you're one of the few. I admire you for having a CS degree. It's the coolest now. Well, it was not
1: in the day. It was. I mean, there are a lot more of us now, but back in the day, I was kind of you know like the, the woman dressed in black at the back of the room. Nobody really wanted to yeah. talk to me. I didn't Little- care. I was in <laughs> down doing the work. <laughs> but, but I get what yeah. you're talking about because you know I was definitely up underrepresented. I. It didn't appear to me that that was the case. I just knew that I was the only one around. I didn't really care. But then, you know, I'm kind of, you can't tell me what to do. You know, I'm hard to get along with some <laughs> I love that. I fight that. with I my love nav that. system. Yeah, she can't tell me what to do either. But, you know, the thing is, I never considered that I might have been in a small, small Arena And I was, but it just didn't bother me. I, I I didn't care. And I think a lot of what people who are coming to you don't care either. They're going to do it. They're going to do it one way or another, and they're going to ask for help, and they're going to listen to you. They're going to listen to other people like you, and they're going to get it done. Does that sound about right?
0: It sure does. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. We seem to attract folks who aren't just ready to launch. They already have launched. They've already been running their businesses for several years, and they've found that they, not unlike you, not unlike me, think they're the only one because they're not surrounded by like folks. They are busy building their business. Their heads are down. They're at their laptops. They're making sales. They're, they're doing what they need to do, but it ends up many years in that they're lonely or they – really truly think there's no one else out there like me and it couldn't be further from the truth i've discovered but i needed to make it a big big splash for folks to realize hey there are more of us out here and in fact we thrive when we get together and do this all together well of course
1: i listen i'm as you know i am a committed introvert doesn't mean i'm shy and i don't have any filters But I do need to be alone 80 to 90% of the time. I'm always in my head, very creative, always thinking. And I can't say that I get lonely. I'm pretty sure I don't. But I can get bored. And that's when I need to be around other people. And I'll be honest with you, the reason I do this podcast is to meet people like you. I'm not going to meet you in my local Walmart. It's not going to happen. But I get to meet and network and connect with brilliant minds. And look, every Monday and every Friday, i jump out of bed and go, woo podcast today.
0: It's because of y'all. Yeah. Well, I think that you're, you're highlighting the underlying thing we all want, which is just connection. And so we exactly. started out 13 years ago. We only met up in coffee shops around the globe. I believe maybe four or five years in, we were in 30 cities. We had women of all kinds who weren't you know, what did you call yourself? I loved it. A committed introvert. I love that. Highly committed. Maybe we didn't meet you. Maybe we didn't meet you. But eventually, (laughs) I believe we had enough introverts raise their hands and say, hey, I don't want to go outside of my home office. I'm an introvert or I'm too busy, but I want to meet up online. And so we launched an online platform about six years ago. I'm doing very bad math. Uh, And so if you don't want to meet in real life, You can come and join folks online and find that connection just because once you have it, you realize there are all kinds of things you were missing out on, brainstorming ideas, coming up with things to help you get out of the stuck places. I don't need to list it to you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That's why you love doing this. Exactly. And, you know, when we work on our own
1: and we're working as females, we're doing a lot of things. I'm not bashing men at all, but we're taking care of the home. If you have children, you're taking care of the children. As you mentioned, I have fur children. They require a lot Mm -hmm. of different types of attention. They sure do. You know, we're taking care of our cars. We're taking care of, you know, geez, did I pay the utility bill today? We're taking care of everything that life brings us, plus building a business, plus, you know, trying to find out about branding, you know, try to learn more about Have fun. Listen, I get really locked into the work that I'm doing and I realize I haven't done anything fun for a week. Then I have to have a chat with myself.
0: Yeah. And I get asked all the time by men and women, why are you focusing on women? Why are you focusing on moms? And uh, I have to start rattling off data because the data shows that no matter what the division of labor is, it is much more likely, unless you're the major outlier, it's much more likely that all of the household responsibilities land on the woman of the household, not the man. And so often men are sitting there going, well, why are you guys getting together? Why can't I come? And I will say to them, Well, you could, it's not really so much a need because those of us who are doing all of the household chores and trying to do everything else It's just, it's a lot, and there's a lot of, um, I hate the phrase work-life balance, but there's a lot of attempts at trying to get it all done in the way that that women often feel is expected of us, Uh, and so we'd like to do a lot of talking about that as well, so that those expectations just fall right off of her, uh, and she can figure out ways to actually move forward and be as successful as she can be at all of those pieces.
1: So I, I'm like you, work-life balance. How do you separate those things? I, mean, stand, I don't I really know can't. why
0: people want to. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Uh, well, I do think that it's, I, I have, frankly, Denise, I've tried to come up with a term to battle that one to explain, well, we want to do really well in work and we want to do really well at home or in the rest of our lives, whatever that looks like for you. I can't come up with a term. I don't know what to call it, but I don't understand why folks don't realize you don't need to balance the two. They need to be interwoven. You want to do as well as you can in both places, and some days are going to be full of success at work and failures at home. Some are going to be the flip side. So it's constantly evolving. It's, frankly, an entrepreneurship at the roller coaster ride. But that's part of the reason we do it. That's why we love it, right?
1: Exactly. And all I could think when you were saying that you couldn't come up with something is that we need to shine our own lights on our own selves and understand that if you're in the kitchen cooking, I love to cook. I'm an excellent cook, but it's very creative for me. I may be in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, putting together a gumbo and building a website in my head at the same time. I'm not gonna <laughs> right, think that. Exactly. I mean I just can't but, Oh, it is. I had some yesterday. This time of year is, you know, we get, in the Deep South, we get, we basically have two seasons, hot and hotter in hell. And right now, for the first Christmas in a while, we're having what I would call an actual winter. We may have, you know, five to six to ten days of it. I welcome all of it. The first cold snap, I am in that kitchen making a gumbo, but I'm also building a website or, you know, thinking of something from one of my social media clients. You can't separate those things out. That's how our brains work.
0: You really can't. I love that you're cooking while you're building. It's beautiful. And it makes me realize that when folks hear entrepreneur, mom entrepreneur, small business owner, they jump to the very traditional assumption that we women all want to be, you know, sitting in our offices eight hours a day, barking at people, making demands, getting stuff done, And that's not really our goal. That's not what we're aiming for, most of us. From the women I've met literally all across the world, from all over the U.S., all the way we used to have founding exchanges in Mexico, in Sweden, in the Netherlands, it's all the same. Everybody wants to thrive in as many areas as they can. It is constant work but they're not sitting there barking orders for eight hours a day. They're doing what you're doing. They're, they're cooking and they're thinking of a new marketing plan. They're, you know, walking the dog or picking up the kids and going, oh, this is the thing that I should sell this way. So it's, it's a constant uh, juggle. I think I don't like that word either, but I'm going to call it that. Constant juggle that we do, and we, we need help in figuring it out. We need to talk to one another, right? Yes,
1: and what I'm hearing from you, what I'm reading or hearing between the lines is that entrepreneurs, mom entrepreneurs in particular, are natively creative. They have to be. Mm-hmm. It's just part of who we are. I'm not a mom entrepreneur, oh, but I am an entrepreneur. Well, I'm looking at my my cat, his hashtag on Facebook is Hamilton is an ass, and he's looking at me, what, <laughs> but mom, what about me? Yeah, I love <laughs> so, that, I love that. Oh, he is. He he gets Christmas cards. But we have to be, as as female entrepreneurs, mom entrepreneurs, we have to understand that we are natively creative. And listen, until I went and and got my computer science degree, I had no idea I was a creative. I was a jeweler. I made jewelry. My house was always, you know, people, oh, who did your house? Well, I did. It still didn't occur to me. We don't my point here is we don't know what we don't know or let ourselves know. I didn't know I was a creative. And when that hit me in I the head I like, thought for you
0: Well crap. You know, I wanna ask you, it maybe wanna ask you when when did you realize that you were a creative?
1: When I built my first website. I built it on a laptop. It was part of a school project. It became one of the it's gone now, but it became one of the best known and best loved Christmas sites. In the world, it ended up as a thousand-page site. I built it on a, a laptop, days, nights. I mean, I was working. I was, you know, going to school. I was exhausted, but I built this thing because it was part. I love that part of Christmas. It's very vintage. And once people started going, oh my god, yeah, and they were, they were sharing how the site made them feel, and that mm-hmm. triggered the thought that maybe I'm a creative. You know, I have a science degree. Yes. I'm building something that's I beautiful, that. that's, but I, we don't know what we don't know, right? You needed that feedback. We don't feedback know what we didn't – we haven't – yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, you, you needed that feedback from other people to know, hey, I've got something special going on. You needed the interaction. I think if you were in a bubble and had launched that site, no matter how creative you were, you might not have known, which just leads me back to that connection piece is that it's just – it's so important and I don't think people value or realize or understand how important that connection is. This isn't just for mom entrepreneurs. This is for everybody, but it's so important. And then when you add the layer of, well, we're going to connect on a level where, yeah, I also have a lot of household responsibilities and I'm picking my kids up from, you know, wherever they are, that, that second layer to the connectivity is, is really vital to them flourishing as an entrepreneur or failing.
1: And you know what I've noticed, and I've said it a lot on this podcast, I'll say it till the day I go, but as entrepreneurs, we have to have cast iron stomachs. We fail every day. Big ones, little ones, you know, (laughs) sit yourself down on the floor and cry about it if you need to, but then get up and go finish it up, whatever it was. Entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. is a different type of mindset, no question.
0: No, question. It, it, no, no question at all. And I do believe that a lot of folks who come up with ideas, maybe a web page, while they're making some gumbo, and they hear this very sort of sexy term called entrepreneurship, think, you know, I'm just going to dive right in. I'm going to launch it, and I'm going to be the world's greatest success. It's going to go viral, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't realize what a ride it is until they dip, and then. You kind of opt in or opt out, depending on that level of cast iron in your belly, as you put it. I, I really like that. Well, yeah. we have to have that. But the thing is, and
1: I love that you, you touched on this, I, I will hear people say, oh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to build a website. Everybody's going to come. I'm a web developer. They're not coming. You've got to find a way to drive <laughs> traffic there. Yeah. No, so you, you have to have understand marketing.
0: Yeah. 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 you got to yeah. know a lot. And this yeah. is why
1: you talk with other experts or people who have been there, done it, listen to people like you. You can do what you need to do, but you need to be prepared for the hardships that come with it, the lack of sleep that come with it, the highs that come with it, and the days where you just want to go outside and kick a tire. I mean, I have those days too.
0: But, oh, those days you know, are very frequent for all of us. Yeah, and I. think it's are. interesting that we have found that the folks who are most attracted to joining the founding moms specifically are not those young women who are at their kitchen tables coming up with a new baby product because they just had a baby, even though I came up with the founding moms when I had just had a baby. But most of our members are actually in their 40s to 60s. We see a lot of grandmas. We see a lot of much older women who, again, don't see representation in the world of themselves. They don't see older women making money running businesses. So I feel very responsible for not only getting out the word in places like this, that there are a lot of women actually building businesses at much older ages than you would think, but there's no reason to think that you're the only one anymore because you just need to learn. As we keep saying, I feel like we're we're beating that dead horse. You just need to talk to people. You just need to get out there and connect somehow. It's not a dead horse and
1: you're dead right. Didn't Mary Kay start later in life? And look where she landed. I
0: she yeah, exactly. I mean, I know. there are a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. I think they're they're also heads down making their money, so they're not blasting to the world. I can't stand how many women are so humble about their successes because it's not helping the rest of us. You
1: know. Oh, give me some keep going on that. I like that.
0: Keep going oh I just i it 's a big pet peeve of mine because we 'll often offer our members opportunities to go appear in the press or uh, you know do a radio interview, do a podcast interview, do something to promote themselves and or their businesses and it 's not it 's not truly because they 're not at a level of success because otherwise i wouldn 't be offering it to them it's uh it's very very common for these women to bow out say no I'm not ready I'm not there yet. uh women tend to much more than men from what i've noticed in my many years doing this, they will shy away from from any kind of positive exposure for their businesses to talk about it in their view, show off about it because i I think our culture tells women it, it's better to be humble it's better to be grateful it's better to be try and just let people discover your greatness rather than talk about it yourself that's a very sort of masculine way of doing things in the business world at least and i am sick of it because yeah we need these women to show up for other women it's just literally if you are asked or you are called to go and appear somewhere and do something like when you asked me to do this, Denise. I'm so grateful to you for giving me a voice on here, not because I want to show off about my business. That feels ridiculous. But because I want other women to hear that I'm doing this, to hear what I'm doing, to hear that it is okay for them to be outspoken about what they do, and I
1: am now going to get off my high horse. <laughs> and good for you. And two things just came, came to my mind. I'm surprised you didn't smack me around verbally when we were in the, the pre-interview when you were saying basically what, what you just said. You're just so happy to come here. And I was like, thank you, but why? You know, you, you were honored that I invited oh. you. I'm like, why? Are you kidding me? Because to me, the honor is all mine. So oh, I'm that's surprised you didn't just say Denise. Shame you on you. You know
0: what? I'm so sorry I didn't smack you down as a brand new guest in the first few minutes of talking to you. But no, that didn't occur to me. <laughs> Go ahead. Because, I because didn't honestly, know, I, <laughs> I should I not have really been know. so diffident. No, I didn't know what you meant, really, honestly. But I, I'm happy to smack you down anytime. Anytime. I'm here for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah.
1: appreciate that. And I had a second thought. Oh, my second. <laughs> oh, Lord, we're going to be lifelong friends, aren't we?
0: This could get <laughs> ugly. <laughs> we are. We are, because you get it. I love that you get it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the second thought that came through, Joe, was you know, you're talking about why women don't stand up and say, hey, I'm really good at this. I struggle with this. I, You know, as a podcaster, and I'm building a whole new series of different things to help other podcasters do what I do. I should have done it a long time ago, but big-time imposter syndrome. I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm a subject matter expert. Get over it. But the thing is, when I was a kid growing up, and I think it still holds to your point, I hid my intelligence, which is considerable, and I'm not humble about that at all. And I hid it, and I remember as I grew older and got more adult people say, I just didn't know you were that smart. Well, that was my own damn fault, to put it hmm. in southern vernacular, but I hid it for the longest kind of time. I didn't act stupid. I just didn't really interact with people. But that's part of being an introvert, I think.
0: But now, you know I'll say whatever I darn you well want to say. I love no. that you say whatever you want to say, but what why did you feel compelled to hide it? Do you have any hindsight, insight? I do.
1: As I got older, my, I was the oldest of several children, and my father always wanted sons. He thought they were just the bomb. Mm. You know, I don't know if that's a real term anymore, but when my brother was born, he he actually undressed the baby to make sure he had a son. And he was pretty clear that he just didn't think that women, females, including my mother, were all that intelligent. And he would just say, well, you know, I've got a 142 IQ, and I finally got fed up and smacked him around with my 145. And that was the end of that.
0: <laughs> I that. Smacked love him right that. in the nose with it. Yes. But, yeah, that's why. Interesting, interesting. And, you know, I, we're going to get real deep now. But uh, I do notice that a lot of the women who attend our meetings – will sort of show up to talk about, well, hey, I have this marketing idea, or, hey, how do I I do better with my branding? But by the end of the meeting, we will sort of head in the direction of why she's hesitant, why she doesn't feel she can move forward, or she has imposter syndrome, and it always uh, ends up sort of, she always ends up revealing, there's something in my history, there's something in my past that has weighed me down, held me back and made me think, I'm not worthy. I'm not worth showing up. I'm not worth, you know, building the thing I want to build. I'm not worth making more money than I'm making now. That's a big one for women that I see. And I, again, can't stand it, It makes me sad, but I very much understand that a lot of people grow up with a lot of trauma, a lot of family history that's pretty nuts, And, and it really, truly does affect us so to anybody listening who thinks, well, you never get your personal stuff involved with business because they're huh. supposed to be completely separate because that's what everybody says. It's not can't true. Be. It can't nope. be.
1: What? We are who we are. And if we don't bring our yeah. personality and our experiences and our intelligence and our observations to the table, why the heck, why, why are we there? Why are we trying? You have to well. be you. You have to be the best you and to be the best you, and it took me a long time to figure this out, you know, being really off as off by myself as much as I can, you know, logically be, I didn't really connect with people until, you know, I just started my businesses and went, huh, I cannot do this on my own. And that's when I started right. looking for people like you. And thank God I
0: did. Yay! Yeah. I'm cheering you on. Yeah, that's very... It's very, very awesome and I, I'm so glad you know that because so many people, even when they know it, choose to deny the fact that their personal crap doesn't have to get in the way of business and they can thrive in business without acknowledging it, when that's impossible. The best entrepreneurs I know, the most successful, are the most vulnerable people, I know, the, the folks most willing to be vulnerable, I should say. So I, I love that. That you just and about. we hear a lot,
1: Jill, I know you hear this a lot from people. You know, the big buzzword now has been for a number of years is authenticity, which I get. I mean, look, yeah. as females, most women have pretty good spidey sense. We know when we're being played or we know when we're being sold or lied to. We we just know. We may not really kind of catch it, but later on down the road we'll go, you've got to be kidding me. I believe that. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, but, Oh, but yeah. the thing is, once we kind of tune into our own spidey sense and turn that spidey sense back to ourselves and start digging, things change because we're like, "Well, I don't believe that anymore. Why am I still behaving as if I do?
0: Yes, yeah, things change so so much that I can say, not unlike I'm not a committed, what did you call yourself a committed <laughs> introvert? I am not a committed but it's important. I'm I really a love that term. I'm stealing that from you. But I was not at the beginning of entrepreneurship. If folks can hear my voice, I'm very much an extrovert. But at the beginning of running my very first business, where I managed bands for a living, uh, not Pearl Jam, but I did manage bands, I was scared of folks seeing my face on the internet. And I would, like, pull a picture of myself when people needed a profile picture and I would cartoonize it so that folks couldn't even really recognize me because I kept thinking, well, I don't really matter. They don't really need to see me. They did ask for a profile picture, but I'm not interested in that. And so it's interesting that over the years as I've allowed myself to get in touch with, you know, the baggage I've brought to my business world and sort of evolved through why I don't want people to see me revealed. It's just been an amazing evolution of a cartoonized version of myself through the years. Then I then I flat ironed my hair and wore pencil skirts because I thought professional was was that. Uh and then years later I just started being my very zany fun self. So I'm very well known for wearing patterned leggings. I have crazy curly big hair. Uh, and I look pretty wacky if you meet me in person. And the more time that has gone by where I've become more and more myself, uh, i I found that folks are more attracted to joining my community. And it's helped me make more money being me. You know, who would have thunk?
1: I know. And the picture, you, the headshot you sent me, I sat with what? that and I twirled. I always make up words. I actually chr-snorkeled, which means that I looked at your picture. I was trying to drink some tea, and I spit it all over my cat. And I was, well, I, I was just twirling the whole time. It's a terrific picture. But you're talking about you know big Please curly me. hair. I have massively curly hair. My mom used to, oh. you know, put a bowl over my head when I was a kid, and just whatever curl popped out, she would, you know, just cut yes. it. But, and you know, oh. if I make the mistake of brushing it before I wash it. It's haggard hair. I call it terrorist hair.
0: I love my hair. (laughs) Yes. I do. But it took a long time to get there. It takes a long time to discover that we're pretty awesome people, you know, as a foundation and we don't need all that work that a lot of the outside world tells us we need. I love that we're both curly girls, by the way. Uh, (laughs) And me, living in uh, humid
1: southwest Louisiana. Picture that. You know, Ooh, I never boy, let my hair down. It's amazing. always pinned up, tied up, stapled down, hat on it. You can't take it outside. You just can't, not in the humidity.
0: Right? <laughs> I love that. I love that. But yeah, the more the more folks can let their curly hair down and out, I think the more they will be surprised at how receptive others are to them because that's who they are. No more no more needing a hairspray right. and hot ironing, you know. Right.
1: And I have some pencil skirts in my deep, dark past, but no more.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? (laughs) Pencil skirts are beautiful. No, they're beautiful on other people. I think they're really, really classy. They're just not my vibe, you know. Uh, And you have
1: to wear pantyhose with them. And in the deep south, again, you don't do that because once they come down, they don't come back up. Not going to (laughs) happen. That's everything you know, <laughs> need to know about humidity, bad hair. It, go, there's it. some things you just can't yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But you're one of the you things like that I yeah. say it again. No,
0: sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I cut you off.
1: No, I know you're on. Before I interrupt you again, uh, for for the audience, she's on a cell phone, and I'm on my phone. And there is a bit of delay we're I'm just accidentally speaking over her. It's not me being rude, I promise. It's just, that's the way cell phones work, so bear with us if you would. One of, the, you were talking about your pattern leggings, and I think you mentioned podcasting from your basement, or if you didn't, that was a conversation that we had maybe during the pre-interview, which I love those things. I'm going to start recording those. That's where a lot of the magic Mm -hmm. happens. But you said, or I read, that you fruitlessly try to convince your daughters that cassette tapes actually existed. And that's another Chris And the reason I laughed so hard was because that's how cassette tapes are are how I discovered Zig Ziglar. You know, I mean, who doesn't know who Zig Ziglar is, but I didn't. And I was going to, you know, my car knew to go to garage sales every Saturday. I didn't have to tell it. It just went, it found them. And I came across this little plastic binder. I think it had six cassette tapes in it. I still have it. It's in my my, uh, office closet. And it said 50 Cent Zig Ziglar. And I said, what is a Zig Ziglar? I didn't know it was a person. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. I just fell in love with the name. And then when I got home and popped it into whatever machine I had at the time that worked with cassettes, I fell in love with his voice and then his wisdom. But, yes, tell them cassette. I'll take pictures of my cassettes if you need me to. I've got them. You know,
0: I I threw mine out a long time ago, and so I try to explain to them what they are, how they work. They refuse to believe me. They've seen pictures. They just tell me it looks funny, you know, and it just makes me feel old. That's really what it does.
1: (laughs) But it wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. And tell them, for me, that one of my guests, they'll understand this maybe, one of my guests, not too long, well, a couple years ago, I think, I got an email probably midnight because I don't sleep a whole lot and I was reading email and this guy wanted to come on my podcast and he said, I created the MP3 player. I went, Yeah, are right, he did. His name is Nathan Schuler, wow. and he's been my guest a couple of times. I went, oh. wow. So, you know, he's That's responsible awesome. for how, I know, he's a nice guy, but he's responsible for how we listen to music on the internet and on different places so you know that was after cassettes but maybe I might have been around the same time but tell them yes Kate you know they do exist I'll be I happy sure to will. take a picture of my binder my little my I little binder sure oh so
0: will. will, and if you want to throw CDs in there you can too because that's not a thing either apparently
1: I know everything is I know, it's streamed, it's online, it's the craziest thing. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Let, let's let go back to fun, because you have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun doing what I'm doing. But you know what? When I first started both of my businesses, I didn't set out to have fun. I started oh. out my businesses to make money, don't we all? I mean, if you're not making yeah. money, it's a hobby, y'all. Just pay attention. If you're not making money, it's not a business.
0: Right. Well, it might take some folks a little bit of time to make the dough, which is okay too, you know, right. but uh, no, I, I, I tend to have a lot of fun in general and I carried into business and I had a lot of folks say to me, why are you having so much fun while you're building your businesses? It's a business. You're not supposed to have fun. It's serious. And so I, you know, that flipped on my switch and I realized I'm going to go wherever I can go to any end of the earth, wherever people are and let them know business does not have to be boring. It really doesn't. You don't have to get all serious about it. You can have fun with whatever aspect of it you want, and it is a lot of fun once you once you sort of get into it. Um, so, I, you know, I just want to cut off anyone's expectations if they're thinking about going into small business, if they're having a lot of struggles, if they're not enjoying themselves. It's sort of like having a, a playground that doesn't sound good a playground for grown-ups where that doesn't sound good either you know what i mean yeah we but i know where you're going we have to we have to meet up and play and
1: connect we have to be able to meet yes. people like and us if there's connection who
0: have and there's yes, yes and there's brainstorming uh, and there's great ideas masterminding back and forth. it feels good it just feels great i should say and it's well, your
1: brain catches fire when you're listening to other people like what you're talking about. Your brain does, I mean, you can feel your dopamine going up. I think that's the right word. But when you're talking or listening or interacting with people who are, are you know, kind, they may not be doing anything at all like you are, but there's going to be at some point, I promise you, pay attention, there's going to be a sentence or a word that you go, ah! and you can run with it. And it's not going to happen when you're in a vacuum.
0: No, and when you catch fire, it becomes so addictive that we just keep going and going and going, even through the days where we think we've lost all our money or we'll never make money again, or through the days where everybody's canceling on us, whatever bad stuff happens, that fire, it's sort of we're always seeking that, right? I always want to catch fire. <laughs> and for me, personally, maybe not so much for you, Denise, but for me, I could work at home for you know, 12 hours by myself, I will not catch fire the way that I would in five minutes meeting with somebody else in person. That's sort of the fire. That's where the fire is for me.
1: Right. And listen, I am here alone all the time by preference, by design. But I've got a phone and I've got people that, you know, I belong to different groups and I can drop into a Facebook group. And all of a sudden, I've got ideas or I'm feeling better. I had a conversation yesterday, hour-long conversation with a colleague. And I wandered around going, zit, zit, zit. I mean, I was on fire. And it was just a conversation. It wasn't meant to go anywhere, but it did. They always do.
0: It's never anything special. And when you catch fire, I don't think you notice it in the moment often. I don't. You know, you're just sort of... You're on fire, you've got a thousand ideas, there's not enough time in the day, you can't wait to, to sort of go back to whatever you were doing and do the things you've come up with. Uh, it's, it's very contagious almost, but I only realize once I come out of the fire, Does that makes sense. Exactly. And I started a fire, by the way. I, just, I yeah. never thought
1: about it this way, but I love it. I love it. But it does. I mean, you have to have other people, as introverted as I am, and I'll tell anybody who listens, I don't dislike people. I'm just not a peoply person. I'm only good around you know groups of people more than three people at a time. For fifty-nine and three-quarter minutes, I've timed it. I gotta go. I'm, they're wearing me out. But that doesn't mean oh, I didn't take something important from you know those interactions. But I do have to go back and regroup. That's just the way I'm built. Yeah. But I know this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not stupid enough to try to. When I got my degree, the college said, okay, we've got, you know, we have an interview. They were so happy because I was the only girl. We have an interview with you at the best web development company in the town. I said, you didn't watch me in school, did you, at all? I don't want
0: to work for anybody
1: else. I, and here's why. Because... I run with scissors, I don't play well with others, and if you want coffee, you get it your own damn self, I'm doing my own <laughs> thing, thank you.
0: <laughs> <And I'll> find- <laughs> I love it, I love it, a true entrepreneur, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I
1: knew yeah. that I could not be in somebody else's office, it just, I mean, I can, and I've done it, I had to, you know, to, to pay for my degree, but oh my gosh, I mean, I uh, I would go home exhausted just because I had to be around people all the time
0: and on all the time. That's difficult. Yeah, well, can I can I just say I wanna throw in here for anybody listening who is an extrovert like me, we too get exhausted after a certain amount of time with folks. And it's different for everybody, but you know, I I thrive on going and meeting up with people but if I mm-hmm. have, you know, five or six meetings in a row It's very depleting because I'm very focused on folks. I'm very probing with them. I really enjoy and get a lot out of them. But that takes a lot of energy. So it's not like, you know, only introverts end up needing a lot of alone time. I think a lot of us do. So I'm not hoping for constant connection for folks. But I think it's it's the flip side where a lot of people need to be talked into going out. You know, no, no, I can sit at my laptop and run a business for five years by myself and never have to see anybody or talk to anybody. And that's just not true, and I say it because I did that. I ran a business for five years without talking to anybody. The Internet was early. It was newish. There weren't a million online forums. And, I, I mean, the amount of struggles I had that I didn't know I had until I started talking to people, bananas. So Same
1: wanna here no okay here. Good. I mean I you know when the internet was brand new, I was building websites with h t m l we had you know basically a back black background with white text that was pretty much what we had. We didn't have graphical user interface, we didn't have social media, we didn't have much, but that didn't stop yeah. me. I was gonna do it, I was gonna make it my own, and I did, but I did it all by myself, and I realize now I was exhausted, I was working you know, 16, 18 hours a day, I was getting nowhere. I mean, I got, you know, I got some websites built, but it was never, ever going to support my need to feed the cats or pay the, you know, the water bill. Yeah. But I never stopped. But once I was able to
0: reach other people,
1: everything changed. Everything.
0: Yeah, right. And I guess you and I can talk about that now because we experienced that. So for the folks listening that have not yet, it's, it's hard to grasp how much more successful you will be if you talk to other folks. Uh, I just want to make sure we're encouraging folks to do it because you don't know what you're missing until you go out there and find it.
1: You really don't. Joe. what I wanted to ask you, and thank you for sharing all that. I mean, it, it never occurred to me that, you know, extroverts, you know, get tired as we do. I mean, it's, but it makes sense. Now that you've explained it, I'm like, well, duh. Just one more thing yeah, I that mean, I didn't know or didn't question.
0: I don't. I always. I always wonder. You know, I was going to say the only folks I think that might be exceptions are celebrities because they know they have to be on so frequently, but they all move into giant homes where no one bothers them for hours on end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. I think I think everybody okay. gets depleted if you are connecting with other people because that takes energy.
1: Well, it does, and you know the. It's good energy when I'm doing like this podcast or I'm in a mastermind or I'm coaching somebody because it's almost mind-melding if I don't even know if that's even the right thing but you know I get to listen I get to hear between the lines I get to make notes I get to go ooh, that's a good thing that she's doing let me go find more Yeah, you don't necessarily have to walk outside of your house and put a bra on when you go outside, because most people should do that. (laughs) Right, right. You should, I mean, connect with other people. And you know what I wanted to ask you, Joe? because we've got about 10... Ooh, we've only got about 10 more minutes. Case studies. Yeah, I told you it's the fastest hour on the Internet, and you're probably (laughs) going to have to come back, because I don't think we're...
0: We're I getting do. as I much I,
1: out. I don't think I'm able to get no. as much out of you because I keep interrupting, so would you come back in the new year? No, you don't I love i would I would absolutely love to come back. This is a blast oh, good yeah good, good. But case studies, what are some of the the things that you hear or you witness you know people that you're working with doing to just go and this is why I do it. This is why I do what I do.
0: Oh, I have so many. I don't know where to begin, but I'm going to give you two that just popped in mind. Uh, I had a member, or have, I'm going to say everything in the past tense, even though that's not the case. I had a member who uh, makes products for teenagers, like deodorant, teen deodorant. Uh, And she was going about her day just making products for teens. She joined the Founding Moms. And she met another founding mom who is a woman that, a former school teacher who became a professional consultant that helps uh, teach parents how to talk to their kids about sex. So the two of them met one another and realized, you know what, we can sell to the same audience. So they came up with a product. I won't get into the details, but the fact that they came up with a product together, one lived in uh, Illinois. The other lived in California, and they made money together. Nothing could make my heart sing more than when I am able to facilitate success for women who met each other only because they joined the founding mom. That's just, I love to connect people more than anything, because obviously from this conversation, we know connection is really important. Uh, So that floats my boat, makes my heart sing. Uh, There's another woman who showed up many years ago, maybe eight or nine years ago, to a founding exchange, which is what we call our masterminds. And she sat down at the table in sweats, which are completely acceptable to the founding moms. You know, if you just have a baby, they're spit up all over you. That's okay. And she she told us all, I have this idea for a nail product. She described it. We all kind of tilted our heads and went, oh, you poor thing. Like, okay, sure, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. She went home. I said, if you are serious about this, come back to the next meeting with the product. So she went home, uh, came back a month later with burns all over her fingers. She had been cooking with chemicals in her kitchen to make oh my the gosh. nail product. She, she sort of uh, painted it onto her nails. And, you know, it, it, she created sort of like a, a painter's tape for nails kind of product. And she peeled it off of her nail to provide the perfect manicure. And we went, what? Everyone's jaws dropped at the table because, you know, we'd all felt real bad for this woman. And, uh, and then she'd come back to meeting after meeting, asking about what should the packaging look like. How should I, you know, present this product and to wear. And just through conversation with fellow mom entrepreneurs at the table, I'm really proud of her. She's now in, I think, every Sephora on the globe. She's been globetrotting, selling to companies in France, selling to companies in uh, England. It just, she's everywhere now. She's making millions of dollars. And, you know, it all started at a table where we pitied her. How ridiculous is that? That's not normally what we do at the family Moths. but this was a very unique case. But I, I'm so proud of her, not for making those millions as much as for coming and asking those questions that are really hard to ask. You know, and she didn't quit. No, she did she, not she did quit. Not. She was on her third baby, and she and that baby are now very well-dressed. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> right. And manicured. Yes. I think I know what you're yeah, talking and about. Manicured. <laughs> what? Yeah, and I'm and we looking have a at mine now going, of, going,
1: oh,
0: need to sit on yeah, my no, hands. Yeah, no, we have a ton of <laughs> stories of women who are, you know, I always tell that these two stories because, they do make my heart sing, but actually the majority of our members are not product. They are service-based businesses. They're consultants, they're lawyers, they're accountants, they're coaches, they're graphic designers. They're doing services, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're but your stories on, are not a glam.
1: But, oh, I'm glad you shared those. But you're touching on something that I also wanted to bring up is marketing, branding, sales who you are, how you're connecting, how you're showing up, where you're showing up. And listen, unless you are, you know, all the time on the Internet and you're a bit of a, an expert in, in digital marketing, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, I had a conversation with the kid next door. um cute. Katie's 20 years old now. But he came over to, to bring a desk over that they were going to throw out. And I said, look, I'll take that. I've got a friend who can use that. And we got to talking about his new business and we talked for about an hour. He knew nothing other than what his business was doing, but he didn't know. You know, I said, listen, you're going to need at least a, a website, even if it's a, what I call a business card website. You've really got nowhere to go. You can go to WordPress for free. I gave him everything I knew in about an hour and he said, can I write this down? I said, no, I'll email it to you. He oh. didn't know. He just didn't know. He didn't know how to market. Yeah. He didn't know how to find clients or consumers. He just wow. knew that he was doing what he loves, and he he knew he needed help. He didn't know that yeah. next door had help. So that, you know, that kind of made my Christmas.
0: Yeah. I mean, just to be able to help other folks is also that feel-good fire that you and I love, Right. Right, but when these people
1: come to you, and, and like she did, you, how do I market, how do I sell, how do I brand, who do I network with, you know, these these are so important, and when you're first starting a business, you don't know what you don't know can break you, is my point. So listen to episodes like this, go connect with Jill, find out what you don't know, and then go, ah, uh-uh. ah. Okay, what's the next thing I don't know?
0: <laughs> yes, amen. Amen.
1: Okay, so what else do you want to share with the, with the, the whole wide world before I let you go uh, You
0: know, well, I do want to piggyback off of what you just said. I would love for folks to connect with me because it's very easy to do. Uh, come find me. We're at foundingmoms.com online. If I could, if I could self-promote like I wish other women would do, uh, come to our site. I'm at foundingmom all over the socials. And uh, and I really, really do enjoy hearing from folks. So feel free to email me, message me, whatever you want to do, uh, because I want everyone to know they're not alone in building a business. We're here for them. And see, I think that's the
1: most important thing you just said. They're not alone and you're there for them. That's really important because, and that goes back to we don't know what we don't know. We don't know where to look. We don't know where to go find people like you. Or groups or networks like we just don't know and listen listen, y'all everybody listen to me there's a lot of garbage on the internet do not fall over that shiny object syndrome cliff just don't do your homework use your critical thinking skills go to Jill and if she is perfect for you you'll know if maybe you don't really understand watch her watch what she's doing watch the information she's putting out and then make a decision But don't jump over a cliff. Too many people do that and then they get distracted and say, well, that didn't work. I'm done. I'm going to go back to, you know, paper or plastic. Just don't do it. Do your homework, but find us. Find people like us. We are here to help you.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting how hard it is for most folks to ask the questions that are simple and basic and easy to ask, but it feels so embarrassing because everybody feels like they should know that already or you know jill or denise are going to laugh at me if i ask that because that's something i'm supposed to know no No such thing No. no such thing i also want to throw in no one ever knows what they're doing even if we are two decades into entrepreneurship i still don't know what i'm doing all the time so i very much welcome anybody's questions whatever type of entrepreneur you are, or if you're not, it's okay. Because I I love helping folks like you do, Denise, and we all, you know, I don't think the people who need the help know that. We love it. We want to help.
1: Right. And you just touched on something really briefly that I think is important, too. You don't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur to want to be a better business person. And you may be working behind the counter of your local Walmart, but if you are presenting and you're studying, and you're studying people and how to connect with them, and you're showing up in, as being the best, you know, person that you know, that is working in that station, people lock; they're going to go find you. I mean, just show up. It doesn't matter if you have your own business or you're working in somebody else's business or you're doing both at the same time. Show up. Be strong. Oh, yeah. Be courageous. Be nice be helpful. I mean, just be the best you can be. That's really all we can ask of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we look forward to it. We look forward to seeing you flourish and thrive and be as awesome as Denise is.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Okay. One more time. (laughs) Tell people where to find you.
0: I would love to. Yeah. You can just go to foundingmoms.com Not the founding moms, even though that's what we're called. Foundingmoms.com if you're a social person, you can just go to at Founding Mom or at Moms anywhere. Uh anywhere maybe except TikTok and Snapchat. We haven't hit those yet. But but I really, really look forward to connecting with you. And thanks Denise for having me. This is Oh fantastic. my
1: pleasure. It's been my honor. Jill, thank you so much for showing up and for coming back again soon. And it's been of really delightful. <laughs> It has been it delightful has. speaking with it you has. and I I, love it. Well thank you. Yeah,
0: it's just fantastic. I love knowing we're both curly girls, so here you yeah.
1: <laughs> There is that. So <laughs> yeah, you know, thank you for all of the terrific tips and the advice that you shared with our audience and I hope people listen to this over and over again and then go find yeah. you. So before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for some iTunes, Amazon Prime, Amazon Audible. Honestly, Stitcher, you can't throw a stick in on the Internet without hitting your part in success radio. So find us and take us along on your success journey, Jill. Thank you from the bottom of my heart.
0: And thanks to you. Thanks for doing this. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.